Hello, hello, hello. Oh, so today, oh, I had so many incredible women, you, you incredible women, listen to the episode, um, share with me insights, share with me deeper understanding, share with me how to unravel more of this. And today, I just am in such gratitude that this group exists because it shows me how powerful we truly are when we have a safe, sacred space that we can come forward and share our, our stuff, especially in real time. So I just want to say thank you for being able to hold space and to be able to gain for me to gain insights from your understandings as well. There's a few points that I want to bring up because I think that this topic is so important. When we are looking at, especially for this lunar cycle, we are looking at culture. And I find it so interesting. No, I don't. I, I'm just like in, I'm in awe more of like, of course, this is coming up for me to look at more aspects of our culture. Like, of course, I'm triggered so that I would have the gall to come on <laughs> Facebook Live and share about my trigger so that I could understand more deeply how this lifestyle culture we live intricately defines so many of us versus what I would almost deem the goddess culture being an authentic spirit-filled lifestyle, way of being. And there is something, inspiration, in spirit are the, the two first words. Being in spirit, inspired by someone else's spirit is this aspect. So I know a lot of people brought up one thing, are people inspired by what I'm doing or are they copying what I'm doing? And I took some time yesterday to go back through and really look at this person's posts and look at them and come to the conclusion that she's definitely inspired by me. While some of the names of her products are verbatim, the names of my products, a lot of what she has, she's done her own research on, and it's inspired her to walk in her own journey. Um, I could definitely bring up like, hey, I've noticed that a lot of what you're calling your products are the same as my products. And I know those are kind of generalized names, um, but I don't feel like I need to go there. I just know that my body is saying it's a hard no of having a connection with her while she's visiting around here. Maybe it's just because I'm in a very open space right now and I need to not have any influence on that. We'll see. I'm going to dive deeper into that as well. But it does lead me to this aspect of I've heard of a lot of social media influencers, right? So influencers often inspire others to live differently prior to us going on the road, traveling full-time. Travis and I watched a ton of YouTube families who were traveling full-time, and it inspired us to hit the road. And so I also wanted to take 
time yesterday and really contemplate in what ways have I copied other people or have I been inspired by other people's journeys and they've prompted me to take action. And so this really shifted my ability to have compassion for this person rather than being triggered by my inner child going, they're copying me um, and I'm mad and I don't want to be copied versus. And so I now see uh, Lana so generously was one of the first commenters yesterday who just shared like, I see it as they're being inspired by me, not that they're being, you know, not that I'm being copied and I take it as a compliment. I'm like, oh, I don't, you know, I wasn't in that space yesterday. And so it's amazing how really going within and seeing all the ways that I've been inspired by others and even how have, have I copied other people? Have I seen them and taken their work subconsciously as my own? Ding, 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 mere work, right? Whenever we are triggered, it is because we're seeing something in front of us that is triggering within our own shadow that we must become aware of it. And so it's an interesting aspect. And so I started looking at my own work and I'm like, okay, so much of what I do has been integrating over 30 different modalities that I have studied. When I do a session, if I was to pause and be like, that word or that snippet was from this book, and this was from this book, and that I integrated from a shamanic journeying experience, and this I understand from neuro-linguistic programming, like, it wouldn't be effective. <laughs> I, would, I would be not as effective. And so because we all are in this intellectual knowledge bombarding experience right now, I feel it is difficult for a lot of people to, to understand or to even contemplate because of their own lack of self-awareness of where these ideas are coming from. When I'm doing a session, I'm very aware that I've integrated neuro-linguistic programming. And when I say that I'm doing, you know, I try to name the, the modalities that I'm using to give them, like, I didn't make this up, this is an actual modality. Um, so much of what I do, I have just integrated and created with my own inspiration, my own spirit, um, as I was inspired to integrate and do these things. So is it brings up a lot, and I feel like in women's circles, this is something that happens a lot. And I don't feel like a lot of people are talking about it. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Destiny. And so there's, I feel like women would love to be able to be more vulnerable with each other. And yet the culture has really pitted us and turned us against each other versus having us for each other. And there is this aspect of trend setting. And my husband brought this up yesterday. He's like, but we live in a whole culture where there's something called being a trend setter, which is exactly people copying you. And do you get the, you know, recognition for it? Sometimes, sometimes not. And so it goes into more of this culture that we have of being an influencer. 
And as an influencer, you are inspiring others to or influencing others to possibly do the things that you're doing, or at least be, I think a lot of influencers want people to crave their lifestyle and they portray them in a way that they're perfect. They portray their lifestyle in a way that this is so amazing. I'm so happy. And I know for a fact, there's so many influences that are, that have severe depression. They have very low self-esteem. They have very low confidence. And so there's a lot in our culture right now that is a facade. And so I get as well, quite a few people brought this up uh, yesterday to me, was this aspect of awareness. How aware are we when we're doing these things? Um, one woman in particular said that her daughter, every time she got her hair cut, the, the girl at her school would cut her hair just the same way. Or, you know, and it's one of those things that I think, and she brought this point up, I'm not going to own it as my own. She brought the point up that there is a confidence aspect that people with low confidence or low self-esteem, low self-worth, or that don't have the awareness of their own self and their own actions are just kind of like trying to find how it all fits together and are grabbing everything that they can and kind of throwing it all together and seeing what sticks. And I can see how that is because when as soon as the person said, I think it has a lot to do with the lack of awareness of self. I went ding, 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 ding. I don't think a lot of people that are copying people are even aware. So I have kind of a silly story. I'm friends with Seth Word. He does America's Got Talent. He's been like the worm. He's been the giraffe. He's been uh, a phoenix. He's really funny. So if you watch America's Got Talent, he has the most fails on America's Got Talent. He really like, he's a hilarious comedian who purposely creates these acts that are just going to like drive everybody crazy. And so he was the worm at the last America's Got Talent. Heidi Klum, who is a judge for America's Got Talent, was a worm for Halloween. And Seth was like, oh my gosh, Heidi Klum was a worm. She was me for Halloween. And then you listen to her interview and she's like, no, I've never seen anybody be a worm before. I'm a rain worm. And I, and I thought of this idea all on my own and it was my own unique genius. And Seth was like, you literally saw me on stage like months ago, being a worm, like this was not your original idea, despite the fact that hers was like this amazing, gorgeous worm outfit that, you know, cost tens of thousands of dollars and Seth Words does not, did not. It's an interesting concept that she was complete, she lacked total awareness of the fact that everybody who watches America's Got Talent saw Seth Word being a worm it inspired her and she took it to make her own worm outfit. Very, very interesting. And so it is played out in the big screen as well as our own little microcosms. And so it makes, it always makes me 
when I first started doing Facebook and magical mothering, I just would do Facebook lives and I wasn't making any revenue off of what I was doing. So I was just giving and sharing all of my information and doing, giving away all of my tools for free. And it actually didn't serve me. That didn't serve me at all. I was, I was constantly wondering why I was struggling. I was constantly wondering why I wasn't getting any uh, clients. I was constantly wondering what I was doing wrong. And good morning, Crystal. And so a lot of what has come up recently is this aspect that a lot of social media influencers are actually stepping out of social media because they're not receiving anything. They're getting followers and they're getting likes, but they're also just getting people to go, oh, thanks. I'll just take that and I'll run with it. And then there's no uh, reciprocation of like, hey, I, that was really valuable. I'm going to give you value for what you're giving me. And so this is why I set up the Patreon as well, because it made me think, I'm like, I want to give value. I want to come and present. I love this space. I love being able to present in real time things that are going on in my own journey and seeing how the moon cycle is affecting that, which hello, full moon. Yes. Like, of course it's the full moon. Of course we're here and it's illuminating my shadow and it's making me triggered and it's making me look at my own lack of awareness <laughs> around how these ideas come about. And so as I'm seeing that, I see how important Patreon is as a part of this process. Like for me to share, and good morning, Amanda, for me to share in a way that I feel I am inspired to do, for me to be inspired into action and to share these aspects of this is what I want to do. And I also want to receive compensation if people are enjoying this. And that's why I have tears starting at only $3 a month. Good morning, Olivia. Um, and I find it interesting because I want people engaged in this. And I also want to know that I'm not just giving and people are taking. I really want it to be a new awareness of the culture that I am ushering in, that this is a, a receiving space that, as I'm receiving, you're receiving, and it's a reciprocal receiving where I'm not, like I used to just give everything away for free, thinking that if I had it all for free out there, people would take it and use it. But that has proven time and time again to not be true. When people are invested in something, they take it differently and integrate it differently. They're a part of things differently. And so I'm, I'm excited that I have this platform and I've moved it to the Magical Mothering Facebook space to create more sacred space. So I guess the question is today is in what ways do you see our current lifestyle culture, this current like copying the stars, being inspired by influencers, in your own life, where is your inspiration coming from? 
And it did take me, I, I looked at this question yesterday because I went, well, where, in what ways am I being authentic? And I, I kind of went through like, okay, with my herbal medicine, I'm going into doctorate studies. I'm going into the psychology of the body. I'm going into the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of how things are created. I don't look at other like blogs about how to create herbal medicine. I, I just, that's not my jam. I go to the source. And I think that is my psychology degree coming through of like really wanting to find what is happening on a scientific level, what is happening on a molecular level, what is happening on a spiritual level, and combining all of those. And so there is something interesting about when I look at that, um, finding ways of integrating my own authenticity. And I don't necessarily want to inspire others to do what I'm doing. I want them to find their own way of doing things, which is why when people ask me, do you have herbal courses? I've been wanting to learn this. I'm always like, no, not yet, because I don't want people to copy me. I don't want people to do what I'm doing. I want people to find a way. And I finally figured out how to do this to find a way to connect with nature by enacting and enabling their own nature to do so. And so that is going to be how I teach herbal medicine, not like this plant does this, but I really want to activate within women their own innate nature so that they can connect in an intimate way. Um, Amanda shares, I've always felt I'm a trendsetter before it was called an influencer, yeah. Yeah, and so there is something as this trendsetter. And I think our culture, like if you look at Madonna, if you look at movie stars, if you look at the tabloids, trend setting is something that was always valued. Like look at the 50s housewife. They were expected to be a certain way. Like this is a, a description or a display of the 50s housewife, and this is how it's supposed to be. And yet when you look at the bigger picture, most women were miserable. They were on Xanax. It was the most medicated time women have ever been was in the 50s when they were expected to be these perfect housewives and these perfect mothers. And the drug use was just rampant. And so when we look at people following or copying others, it's usually because they themselves are insecure in their own self. And I find this leads me and this led me to having compassion. And I wasn't able to have compassion <laughs> for this other person who I just kept seeing her stuff come up as the same names as mine. And I'm going, oh, that's so frustrating. Like, but it was my own inner child that was seeing that aspect and going, well, I'm not getting any credit for this. And while it's such an egotistical thought, I think it's important for us to allow for ourselves to hear where our egos get in the way. There was another very egotistical thought of, if I'm giving all of this stuff, I wanna be compensated for it, right? And in a goddess culture or in a, I think, authentic culture is really where I want to start describing this because I don't know I think goddess can be very 
igniting. It can be very, it can push people away. It would have pushed me away even just two years ago, or maybe even last year at this time, seeing goddess culture, I would have been like, no, that's not for me. I don't do goddess stuff. And it's so funny, like that, that word in my own programming was holding me back from discovering my own deepest longings. Because when you go into studying the goddess culture, which is about six to 7,000 years ago, there's this aspect of really being clear <clears throat> about what women were. And it was a life honoring culture. And I think more than even just a life honoring culture, people were allowed to be their authentic selves. Not everybody did pottery. Not everybody did the same things. Because when you look at the art or if you look at the, the, the way that they present themselves in archaeological finds, they did so in so much beauty. And so it's an interesting thing when we look at if we're being our authentic, inspired selves, we're going to create something that is so much that's going to catch the eye and the and the attention of others in a way that we don't have to copy that we don't have to um settle for what's already out there i hope that makes sense my dog's going crazy because somebody's driving down the road so there's this aspect of really being and for me of course i'm always focusing right back into my own personal journey of what is it about this that is that I'm doing personally? What is it about myself that I'm still unsure of in my own journey? And it's always the authentic piece. Like I always go back, my foundation, and I've shared this before, my foundation was on worthlessness. Like I have since very young felt worthless from the church that I was raised in, from the religion, from my parents. This was the programming that I got was I'm worthless. Um, and so when I allowed for myself to step out of that, and I see very clearly, like in fifth grade, I remember I had this leather jacket and it just made me feel so good. Like I could walk down the playground, you know, and it was because of like the age, right? We're at the top of the fifth graders. And I just felt so knowing of myself. And then I went into sixth grade and totally like didn't know who I was anymore. It didn't feel good like being a sixth grader. And so I have these times in my life. And I think we all do, like, especially in that middle school, high school. In ninth grade, I was a cheerleader. I had long hair. I did my makeup every day. And going to school, back to school in 10th grade, I cut all my hair off. I had spiky blonde and purple hair. I dressed as a punk rocker. And I was like, fuck that. I don't care about an image. I'm not interested in being perfect. I'm going to be me. And I started going to punk rock shows and really found a way to express myself <laughs> in a way that felt really good. While it wasn't fully authentic, it still felt really good. And so as I'm saying that, I further understand that sometimes we have to put on like that whole fake it till you make it. 
I don't believe in that because if you're having to fake it, it's not authentic and it's not what you should be teaching. It's not what you should be doing. If you're doing something and you're faking it until you make it, you are going to be miserable because it's not what you are authentically meant to be doing. And I get that in our world, we don't like in the modern masses part of the world, we don't necessarily honor authenticity because I mean, they're called the masses for a reason. We are right. We're called the masses. And so there's this aspect of really being aware of, and as I kind of look down my own timeline, I see how I had to find my own way over and over and over again. So I'm not sure if that's the same for you as well. Um, Amanda shared, I've always had a strong connection to self. So in that way, you don't have somebody to look at. We, we don't have somebody to copy. We don't have somebody that we look towards and like, oh, that's what I'm going towards. We have to, it's a struggle a lot when you're here to reveal and to share your own authentic self there's some, there's a lot of struggle and a lot of failure, at least there is, has been in my own life. And so there's this aspect of always having to like, yes, uh, uh, Amanda just shared, sometimes we have to try something on or try something out to see if it's, if it is ours or not. Yeah. And that's exactly it. There's somebody here and I don't know who it is. Um, So there's this aspect of really And that's it. And I think that's why maybe there's been so much struggle and failure in my own life because I haven't had anybody to follow because it's my own authenticity that has been coming through. And so there is this aspect of really longing, desiring to have a community of women that I can share my authentic self and then they can also share their authentic selves and their experiences. And I know wholeheartedly that that is what this Magical Mothering Facebook group is. So I just wanna say thank you for being here. Thank you for unraveling with me. Thank you for giving me feedback and understanding in your own ways of reaching to that space of compassion um, because that's been hugely valuable. Um, I would like to invite you to join in the Patreon. Again, it starts at $3 a month, and it's really just a way for us to create reciprocity uh, through this and with this. So um, Amanda, yeah, you are doing this, right? And that's, it came so clearly that me sharing yesterday while in the midst of it is so important to the process because this helped me open up the dialogue to the wisdom and the knowledge and the beauty that is in this space. So um, I would love, there is an option um, to share posts anonymously in this group. If you're wanting to get insight, such as I did yesterday, there is always ways to message me things and I can bring them to the space to get more of a hive mind happening. And there is, um, as always, ways to work one-on-one with me so that we can unravel these things in real time on a very personalized and not a generalized level. So um, know that all of those invitations are there and they're all available. And I just want to say thank you and I love you and I am so grateful for you being in this space, sharing this space with me. 
as we journey along the spiral of the year. So I hope you have an absolutely magical, magical full moon day. Um, I believe today is the full moon. Um, I haven't made the planner yet, so I probably should double check, but I, I believe it is. Uh, let's see, we're at November. Jeez Louise, sorry, I'm looking in my little book. Uh, full moon is eight, yeah, it happened at 6.02 a.m. this morning. So um, know that your shadow aspects are going to get illuminated and I so appreciate you. Um, and just be aware, awareness, 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 right? This is probably the biggest aspect of everything. We cannot create our own authenticity without awareness of self. So thanks for being here. I will see you all tomorrow.